The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith. Number 12. To quote Snatch. London? Yes, London. You know. Fish, chips, cup of tea, bad food, worst weather, Mary fucking Poppins. London. 22nd of April, 2017. Cue the hysteria. For some, this is the biggie. The greatest marathon in the world, in bold font, underlined several times. For others, it is a load of old hype. It has been described as the world's largest mass participation charity event. And some say that it's not even a marathon. It has seen its share of controversy, and has both fans and detractors in the running community. One argument is that you cannot simply sign up for it. It is good for age, club place, invite, charity, freebies if you're a wanker celebrity, or ballot entry. And the ballot is massively oversubscribed with 400,000 applicants praying to get one of these 17,000 places. Statistically, there is more chance of winning the lottery or Kanye West performing a selfless act. How is this fair for runners who just want to enter the damned thing and not be tied to a specific time or a multi-thousand-pound pledge? I never thought I would ever run the London Marathon for this reason. It is why I always book an alternative race. If I didn't get in the ballot, seeing as this is the only option for me, realistically, never being fast enough for a good-for-age entry, not until I hit the 80-year-old-and-above category anyway, and not being a member of a running club, because I don't play well with others. Also, I didn't want to be tied to raising thousands of pounds for charity and tapping up people who had already donated to my causes over the prior five years. And so I go to Luxembourg, Hanover, Madrid and O Vienna. But they do say, never look a gift horse in the mouth. So, when Pancreatic Cancer UK called me to ask if I could take a last-minute place on deadline day, despite everything, I had a change of heart and said yes. But with the caveat that I would raise the required £3,000 if I could spread it over the year and tie it to a 12 marathons in 12 months challenge. They were in a bind, so agreed, and now, four marathons into my challenge already, I found myself heading to Greenwich with, of all people, my brother Jeremy, who got into the ballot for his 40th birthday. Yes, I secretly signed him up as a birthday present, and he got in, first time of asking, and was running for Click Sergeant, a charity that looks after young people with cancer. It would be the only race he would run, and at the time of recording, he has not run since. Such is the draw of the London Marathon. Now, I'm from London. I've lived here many, many years with gaps in other countries. And I've run all over it. I'd run the British and the London 10Ks numerous times. I've run in Greenwich, Hyde, Regents, Richmond, Battersea Park, the Westminster Mile, 
I'd run the Royal Parks half multiple times, and the winter run, all over the city in park runs, my local one being Hampstead Heath. It is my home. The marathon route looked like a combination of all those races tacked together. And so I would, unlike all my other races where I have no idea about the route, pretty much know exactly where I was going the whole time. After arriving at the park and dropping off our bags, I was overjoyed to discover that the pens were actually pleased. For the first marathon this year, people checked our race numbers and wave numbers, and we joined people who were actually supposed to be there, and not arsehats who had pushed their way to an earlier wave. I was happy about this, until shortly after the start, the announcer called out that someone in a Mr Blobby costume had just gone by. In wave one. Oh, come on. And I was determined that if I did anything that day, that I would beat the guy or girl who started way ahead of us in costume. And my brother, obviously. And this would be the kind of race where the costume folk get their day. A womble ran alongside me for a while, then into the distance. It was Orinoco, one of the young ones, not Great Uncle Bulgaria, although both were there. I saw a big old heart, several pairs of shoes, a helicopter, a phone box, a boat, a giant poppy, a veritable parade magazine of boobs, and a herd of rhino. And well done to all of those valiant fundraisers, for this is their day to shine and reap the rewards for the hard work they put in for their charity. The South London part of the race, outside of the Cutty Sark where a couple got married, and the royal princes and princesses were sprayed with silly string by a man dressed as Spider-Man, was all a little dull and residential, other than the royals and the wedding. It felt a bit like any other race to me, other than I could see the Shard and the Walkie Talkie and Canary Wharf in the distance from time to time, and knew that I was making progress towards the part of the course that I knew very well. People always talk about the finish, but they also talk about crossing Tower Bridge and the crowds. And to be honest, it was amazing. I loved every second of it, for the minute or so that it lasted. And soon I was on the highway, the only real there and back of the whole race, out to Canary Wharf, then back again and towards the embankment, and I was in the zone. I turned south as I reached Canary Wharf, and I was going well, or so I thought, but then the wheels started coming off. You know that song, Three Wheels on My Wagon? Well, the Cherokees were definitely fucking chasing me. It was hot, but nowhere near as hot as Brighton or Barcelona, and it wasn't hilly at all. The only ups and downs were underpasses. But somehow my energy levels were dropping, and then, as I was heading towards Blackfriars Bridge, my right knee went as I hit the home straight. 
My walk to work, along Victoria Embankment, all the way to Westminster Bridge, and then the all-familiar turn up by the Treasury Building and along St James's Park, before the final turn by Buckingham Palace and the, and the Mall and the finish. Limping along the Mall, I raised my feet just enough off the ground to propel myself forward, to look for all intents and purposes like I was still running. A charity runner collapsed ahead of me, and marshals rushed to her aid and picked her up, carrying her across the line for medical attention. All attention was on her as I snuck across the line, completing my hometown marathon for the first time, after four failed ballots. A low-key finish for a race that is anything but. I cannot deny it was massive. It was amazing, the atmosphere was something else, but I didn't overly love the London Marathon. The route from Cutty Sark to Tower Bridge wasn't great. The aggressive pace packs shoved people out of the way, and that, that's not on. The constant support was actually too much, guilting you into running faster when you would rather slow down or even walk. So maybe it is the overcrowding that makes it so tiring. The constant checking of your pace, of people dragged along faster than you would want. Maybe the crowd is to blame, as you don't want to be seen to be walking. And so you push yourself, even when a wiser head would say, drop your pace, walk, take stock. Maybe it was the overcrowding, who knows? And who cares? We all did it in the end. And yes, I beat the guy dressed as Mr Blobby, who lied about his expected finish time. Oh, and my brother. Although, to be fair, and by looking at his race photos, he spent the whole time walking, looking angry, and on his phone, probably bad-mouthing me for signing him up in the first place. Next up, the Milton Keynes Marathon. Oh, another roundabout.